0: Electrovoice. Electrovoice, for 91 years, Electrovoice has designed and engineered leading-edge sound reinforcement solutions, products that empower the performer, exceed the expectations of the audio professional, and elevate the audience experience. Electrovoice makes live sound solutions, speakers, portable speakers, and microphones. They were kind enough to provide us with the mics we're using today, and are a big part of helping make this podcast possible. So thank you to all the folks over at Electrovoice. Good morning. Welcome to the Green Room Podcast. It is Thursday, August 2nd. Thank you for joining us. We have a very special guest in the studio, aka dining room, with us today. His name is James. He plays bass. He used to be our bass player.
1: Why don't yeah. you? Why not you he bass
2: for me this morning, so he's oh, still part yeah. so of still, my bass still player. He's
1: technically a a bass player, I guess.
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> what, why don't you uh, talk about yourself and all your good all your good
1: stories? Well, let me begin by. Uh, what do you want me to talk about?
2: Well, <laughs> Jimmy plays in Frogleg, which is <laughs> um, one of the prominent jam bands in the Twin Cities oh, no. and like regional area the jam bands. Well, okay, I'm sorry. What else would you? Call no,
1: it? I I don't care. No. Uh, (laughs) We we do a lot of different stuff. We improvise and it's cool. I feel like you guys are more structured improv. Yeah, we have a lot of just like structured. um, You guys have songs written? Songs where there's this, I don't know what the hell is going to happen in this point of the song. Like it's always just up in the air. You know, Right. That's kind of cool though.
2: But then like the basis of that, extraneous stuff around that is like structured stuff you guys put yeah. out a lot of music actually I mean yep. not like it's shocking but more so than a lot of the other like bands of the same caliber that I see in right. this this region so right. that's really cool you guys have a new, you guys are in the studio again
1: yeah we're kind of, we're actually just finishing up a music video for this song that's going to be on the new record, um, it's called Fortune uh, that's kind of just wrapping up so I'm pretty excited for that but um, yeah, we've just been kind of taking it slow of just like, instead of just going into the studio right away of just like recording three days in a row or two days in a row. We've just been kind of taking song by song, but I, I feel like we're going to have a block of like, we'll, we will do that again, but it's just been kind of nice to just like-
2: Yeah, so you like that process f- Oh, better. it's way
1: better. It's more comfortable, and you can just flesh everything out on the road and playing it live. Um, it's super cool. It's been, it's been fun. Um, yeah, we're at a place musically where it's just flowing really well. The improv has gotten a lot better. Everyone just is getting more comfortable with each other, especially after being on the road um, for a couple weeks, you know, and it gets to the point where you kind of we, – we've never been at each other's, like, oh, we want to all kill each other. I mean, there's been a <laughs> lot of bullshit and, like, stupid things you have to deal with, but for the most part, it's generally, like, we're all on this in the same page. We're We're going to make it work, and – it's just what it is, you know.
2: I totally hear you, man. It's hard to be in a car with with people that you love even <laughs> for, like, an extended <laughs> period of time. And, I mean, especially, like, just being this sort of personality type, I feel like that a lot of musicians are. They're obviously, like, unique individuals and very independent, and a lot of them have are very strong-willed. And some, sometimes vice versa. Sometimes the instrumentalists I meet, meet are very, you're more of a... Of a somewhat introverted person Mm -hmm. and low conflict and things like that most things don't really seem to bother you but yeah i totally totally get it i think all of us have been in
1: the car for too long we've been in that situation before i mean all of us us together i think you spent way too much time in the car together (laughs) but it's it's a beautiful thing because it's just like we all it gets to the point where we know each other so well and just get so comfortable we can just talk about anything that you need to talk about and you know, just the same sense of humor, is being able to laugh at each other, is just right. bullshit. After a while, I mean, it's just you can it's, have it's, conversations <laughs> that you can't have with have, other people, or else I've, they would judge you. And, yeah, uh, I've had conversations with you guys, and like the frog leg dudes, that I haven't really had with like a lot of family members, like ex- you know, extended family. I mean, you know, that kind of definitely. stuff. Where it just right. gets like these people understand.
0: Well, when what you're what with a band, on. it's like it is your family.
1: After yeah, a while. it has to be. Or and else a lot of
2: people just... don't get what it is really that we do.
0: No, they
1: don't.
2: All the work that goes into it. It's well, like, not just going and partying and that's like yeah, your life. And that's what everyone know? sees is just the... So a, much more.
0: Yeah. Well, that's part of it. So I mean, for a brief... That's like... It's like the same amount of partying as it is playing a show. It's just a blip.
2: There is. And I think one of the team. biggest problems, at least that... Not a problem, but the biggest feats that I've had to overcome recently is like this constant wave where... I'm on tour for two days or whatever, and then I come back home, and then I'm here for two days, and then I leave again. And it's, like, really hard to get in back into that groove when you get home of having it's to hum- calm impossible. down yeah. and, like, find your work ethic again and find your workflow. And then the moment I always feel like I've pretty much found it and I'm feeling good and I'm feeling productive, I get ripped out of it again so that I can <laughs> go fly off to somewhere else yeah. and do it all over again. And I think that is really mentally exhausting and can cause a lot of you know like existential dread because you feel like you're not being productive in the time that you are actually home or whatever that it is and a lot of people don't see that side of it so well
1: it's, it's just hard to maintain relationships with people that just don't really understand that you're going to totally be gone right for a long time and just even yeah.
0: even like your friends like oh we haven't hung out in forever and it's like well I've yeah, I'm been sorry, busy yeah. man. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I've been gone, and then I'm I mean, back, the majority of people I know understand. Wait, most people get but, it. Like,
2: but, yeah. yeah, but yeah, there's not that sense of camaraderie where where you really get it, where and you've that's done it that's... and you've been through it, and you get it. Yeah,
1: and that's the weirdest thing about like when you are hanging out with other people, I don't understand just that because at one point, like when we're on the road, you just eventually start making sounds at each other. Like everyone just understands. I like, just blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and just people know like the stupid joke that doesn't even make any sense. It's yep. just something that we understand. Like you just don't even communicate at a level that most yeah. normal people I mean, do. Everyone
2: just be on the same right. page. Yeah, what just, it, is. it just becomes
1: yeah. like this meditative. Like, all right, we're on. We're driving in a car for eight hours. Let's just <laughs> yeah try to make each other laugh. Yeah, and, yeah there's you know. like if such a misconception
2: hours. though. Like people thinking that it's just a party. I I can't count it's, how many yeah. times I'll come home from a gig. People will be like the next day, Hey, do you want to hang out tonight? Do you want to go out get a drink? And I'm like. Hey, I just uh, got back from California or Texas. I, I'm exhausted. It was super hot there, and I'm sunburned, and I'm just like drowned right, out. I need right. one day to come back, and and people, will, I can't count how many times people will say, "Oh, your life sounds so hard." <laughs> that kind of shit. And yeah, I'm like, I know. It's okay, like oh, you yeah, stay right. up till five in the morning, go to your hotel, sleep for five hours, get forced out of your bed again, get on a plane, do it again, like every single day. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like it's funny Boy, because been, it's like. Yeah. I, I I know a lot or of people Or get in the ooh, car and sit like, there
2: for twelve hours or whatever the fuck. It's like. hard. It's so hard. It's like, it,
0: just the exhaustion. It's that more sets exhausting in. It's not like we're than out.
2: I was prepared for. I thought I knew what I was getting into.
0: Yeah, we've all okay. I feel like all of us have done our fair share of partying in our past, and like we get <laughs> no, we get I, that, we get I, that. I don't but, believe in any of what, the, you know, but it, you can't I'm a good Christian like boy. to no. to be sustainable. You can't. You need do to come that. back to church, Pat. You need to. We well, uh, people need to come back to earth. It's like you don't go out <laughs> and <laughs> you, you can't go out even playing gigs and just be up. Partying with people and like you know, like you go to a new town and people are like, oh, we're having an after party. Come out and hang out. Oh, sorry, this is your one night of the week to go stay up late and party. When we got shit to do at ten a.m. Yeah. And it's mostly like a dude with his girlfriend on a couch, yeah, or like a bong.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly.
0: Like, exactly. Come on, yeah, just like, <laughs> come on. <laughs>
1: I think there's some
2: pretty cool things no, like, in post like that, that were is, cool after yeah. parties, but that being <laughs> yeah, said, yeah. even though, I regret it.
0: You always regret it yeah. because you feel I like
2: shit the next, next day. And then yeah. it's time and to you go got do it all do. over again. You
0: have stuff to do. You can't do yeah, it. Yeah. You have to, you
1: keep, you're keeping that train and that vibe rolling. You yeah. know? And that's what people want to see. Like Most people are just like enthralled with that idea of they like, are you know, they oh, are so they want stoked because yeah, you're, yeah, you're at
0: a show but like we, but that, you that, spend your life in a bar or a club and you're like I yeah, just and need to at, escape and at the end of the day you need to take time to get stuff done like writing uh, writing new songs or practicing or rehearsing you yeah. can't just go you just, we just don't go out and play shows and party and it magically like yeah. the skill magically is I think there. that
2: it goes hand in hand with the fact that I just was talking about this in the car the other day that I don't want to listen to music in the car. Like, 90% of the time, I want to listen to a podcast. I'd much rather listen to silence. I'd yeah, much rather yeah. talk. It's like, and and I see people out in the world or get in the car with my girlfriend or our friend or whatever, and the first thing they do before they even move the car is plug their phone in and put music on. And I totally get how that's a primary priority for most people. Or even if, if you're walking around in downtown, like, from... Like, you know, from the bus to your job, people put headphones on, and the first thing they do is pick out stuff to listen to while they're walking. They like that constant, like, you know, family guy life soundtrack. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it seriously is just kind of exhausting to me over a certain period of time, just like the whole partying thing. We just need a little break. We just need a little break. And, yeah, to not have to. And also, we were talking about this in the car, that a lot of people don't realize, um, or I don't know, people don't listen to music like us. I know. As a producer, I don't hear music how everyone else hears music anymore. I it's hear every single little part of the song. Right? I hear every little perk that is panned way right. I hear every single like third guitar line that's happening and every... I right. hear every single you thing. My this brain weird, picks it apart It's like a mental activity for me. Yeah, Any single time I everything. hear a song, yeah. my brain dissects it all. I can't have this like casual music listening experience often anymore mm-hmm. where I can really just like appreciate the forest from the trees.
0: Right. And I think that a lot of, we. I think in that same conversation, if I remember right, Um, You mentioned growing up, it's hard to fall asleep listening to music and, like, all your friends. And, like, I think that's... Absolutely not. A lot of musicians will actually agree on this.
1: Can you
2: fall asleep to music, You can't.
0: I do it all the time, actually. Really? Really? Yeah. I
2: I think
1: part of it's, like, I just need... I need sound because I just living in the city. Like, oh, I yeah, just sure. constant sound Did you everywhere. grow up
2: in, like, a sort of chaotic, like, it's family fuck- environment where you Yeah, that's constant... Because oh, I'm an art, only child, and you know, I've, like, realize how much constant, that has played my in da- my life. My mom
1: would just get hammered drunk and blast, like, fucking... Just any kind of music. My dad listens to the Ramones. We would have parties. We had people over at our yeah. house all the time. So it was just like
2: I hear that. That's I needed just...
1: the sound is like I need some sort of like a fan, anything that help me. Sleep. I white I, no, totally I can do white noise. I feel what, like growing up though, listening now, to music, I, I use, fall asleep to classical, but sometimes it gets weird cool. because there'd be a peak and you wake up and there's like chaos, bum, 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 like bar, bar, <laughs> bar talk and I'm kind of waking up like this is the fu- what the fuck's going on right now. But yeah, seriously, I, like, uh, I fell
2: asleep on the couch <laughs> the other day while I was watching Orange is the New Black, and I woke. Up to like Piper screaming bloody murder because the Nazis were branding her. And I was just like, oh my God. And then I was just felt real uneasy for like 20 minutes afterwards. I was like, yeah, it's hard to mm-hmm. fall asleep. Like, yeah. Dude, yeah. And
0: like the, uh, so, but like when I was in high school, I used to listen to a lot of music when I went to bed. And I found that it, like, I would just stay up longer because I'd want to hear of Well, like, you a want to keep song. diving into it. I want to it, keep diving yeah. into it. That, I think maybe that's what I... Especially if you're smoking weed. Oh, I wasn't really <laughs> smoking that much weed in high school.
2: Speak of the lettuce devil.
0: <laughs> anyway, or Speak the, of
2: the devil's lettuce.
0: <laughs> yeah, go grab some of that. Uh, but I would sit there and listen and dissect music. And I shouldn't say... like to, I'll take back what I was saying. Like A lot of musicians probably don't listen to music when they're going to bed. But if they do, I've, or just musicians in general listening to music, I feel like... They're all dissecting Mm -hmm. everything, and even before I was a musician, I was doing that, and I think that's what made me want to become one. Of course, yeah, you're interested. You obviously have a a brain that's
1: wired to like just kind of dive. It's not just uh, oh, it's just a song. You want to know every in and out of like what what makes this song. The way it is, like why? What are the instru- What's the instrumentation? Like, totally uh, why is this work? The key. I think I mean, since just... I
2: was a kid, I used to do that stuff, I didn't know what my brain was doing. I would what pick it was. apart everything of a song and think that part's really cool, or mm-hmm. like, that little thing is really cool. Right. But I had no idea that no one else was thinking about it that way. I remember mm-hmm. telling somebody, like when I was like 12 years old, I was like, I think I just hear music differently than other people, and they laughed right. at me. Right. Like that was so ridiculous, and it's like I, I always, didn't even realize what I was understand what I was saying at the time.
1: Yeah, I'd always just like think of other parts of this song of like maybe if you know you start trying to compose while you're listening to it. Exactly. Like, all, yeah, what yeah, if this what, did? Like, I'd always just that's
0: what made me pick up like, a where guitar. Is, where
1: could this go next? So, like, what if I improvise this part over it? You know, that's just kind of uh,
0: yeah. That's what made me uh, pick up a guitar. Actually, when I, and I've said this before on the podcast. I didn't start playing guitar until I was 18 until after I graduated high school.
2: That's so crazy. But I
0: played I played saxophone in, you know, grade school, I middle school know band. I really Seriously, I, 18, you that? I had no idea. I don't know if we ever talked. Mind. I was probably drunk when he told me. that. Oh, I no, no, I used to play I used to play Alto Saxon school band and I hated it so much. And I think it was just because of the material we were playing, I hated it so much. I, I came home one day in seventh grade and I was crying. Um, and like begging my mom to let me quit, and she was a big proponent of music because she I was think a piano everybody player. in
2: band ever did that.
0: I know, I know, right? At some point
2: in your like seventh grade band career, you came home and you were like, I fucking hate the
0: clarinet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And then, like, but throughout high school, I was like listening to a lot from of the music. Grade yeah, over I was there, noticing the it. It a Squidward over there. <laughs> uh, but as I, was, as I was listening to music throughout, throughout high school I was listening to like a lot of rock bands a lot of classic rock and stuff and I start to compose like guitar lines in my head and I would hear songs and I'm like that sounds like that song they should go together they should do like a
1: matchup you do have a really yeah weird, and you he hear, has a really you,
2: crazy ear for this I can
1: do that too like I'll be at work listening to like awful you know music.
2: <laughs> yeah. me, me and Joe always
1: talk about because he works at Cub and our grocery store gigs where they just play awful pop music but then you, uh. but then you hear the songs of like wait a second, that chorus sounds like this Rod Stewart song or like this is like, all oh, those two could just go right into each other. You just hear it and the whole time. that's because it's just, oh, I'm good. But uh, yeah, just it's interesting, you know, how yeah. it works like that. No,
2: you both have this really uncanny ability to pick out what samples from the instrument you play are happening. Like, exactly. Like, I can't count how many times I've had Pat... I'll show him a new song that I'm into, and he'll be like, oh, this is this. And, like, mm-hmm. just today I showed you something, and you were like, oh, it was this is this. that Talking Heads
1: bass line. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? I forget which. Uh, it's the one where Tina Weymouth, like, sings on it. Or, I'm pretty sure that's a Talking Heads song. and um, might um, be
0: a... Um, I can't remember. It might be a Tom Tom Club track. That might be it. Uh Yeah. I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit, moving on here, tell us, Jimmy, a little bit about... Um, the tour you had with Frog Leg, I hear you guys always have some funny stories. Uh, yeah, the tour went
1: pretty well. Uh, just a lot of uh, driving and certain problems that arise from having a van and a trailer. That's- yeah, <laughs> It can be... So where did you guys go first? Uh, our first stop was in Mandan, North Dakota. It's this place called Mandan. Rock Point. Yeah, beautiful Mandan. Have
0: you ever known a woman named Dan?
1: A woman named Dan. Yeah, it's like a boy named too. If, if I did, I'd probably marry her. But, uh, <laughs> but no, you're I a man Dan. I uh, it was it was fun. We played up there with uh, John Wayne and the Pain.
0: Oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. I if heard about know, that. You know those guys. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah Doug, was like, Doug was talking about yeah, that.
1: Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty chill. Um, and then afterwards, where did we go? Uh, Aberdeen, South Dakota. Which brings up a point because I had recently just bought a new phone. Nice, pretty decent phone. As as you guys know, I'm not a huge phone person. I never, I just toss it away in a corner and don't want to fucking deal with it. I hate social media. I guess hate's yeah. a strong word, but I just, I'm not the type of person that's good, just ever good.
0: gonna, you know. You go on um, benders of strong dislike for lots of things. I, it's very, <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's a very
1: beneficial thing. It's nice to, you know, uh, be in communication with a lot of people you don't really know and all that, I just I just don't. I, I prefer face-to-face interactions with people. If I'm at a party or I'm at a bar, I'm just going to, like, turn off my phone and hang out, you know. But anyway, so, yeah, I just bought this new phone, and we played a gig in Aberdeen, which was pretty, pretty chill. Had some friends out there. Uh, went out to this after party in this basement, and I ended up, you know, doing, doing some tequila drinks, and I dropped my phone in, in a pretty unpleasant toilet but i still had to fish it out <laughs> uh there's no rice around so i was like well uh, i'm just gonna you know turn it off see what happens and then the next day we we're driving to uh, montana i opened up the case in the back and i didn't realize it was one of those batteries because i haven't had like a fancy phone for a while it's like the nice like plastic like please don't remove this cover unless you're a professional kind of thing but it was all wet and i was trying to like well maybe if i just dry it off but it I'm pretty sure, like, my fingernail just, like, clipped this plastic open. And so I just, my phone just completely completely started smoking in the middle <laughs> oh, of the fan. Oh, shoot. On the, inter, on the interstate, we were going, like, 70, and everyone just, like, the smell was awful. We are all looking at each other. Oh, and yeah, like,
0: burnt electronics and, is uh, the And I was worse, just kind of
1: sitting in the front uh, bench, and then Joe was passenger side, and we just kind of looked at each other. He's like, well, fucking it. Fuck it, throw it out the window. <laughs> so I just, like, took this smoke grenade and just tossed it completely out of the window and it's somewhere so uh, if you're ever driving down the interstate in north dakota there, my phone is somewhere in that area it probably so. started a, a field <laughs> fire. yeah it was a fire. it's a it, wildfire it's they have it
0: spread to california dude have you ever driven through and i know you have uh driven through north or south dakota and seen like those crazy burns that are happening oh dude it's nuts
1: even in the black hills uh that's where my uh Family lives, or my, my dad lives in Sturgis, and there's a lot of, like, time where you just see the hills is covered in, fuck just dead debris and all the forest fires they have out there. It's crazy. Yeah. Um,
0: so, uh, Megan, you got some... Uh, Megan's been working on setting out some stuff to play for us. So you got some stuff to play?
1: Yeah, yeah
2: i going to you. We're going to play yeah, a little so game. Stories,
0: stories. I
1: don't... <laughs> you don't want to Tour stories? No, I'm plenty. down, but, yeah, it's just... <laughs> I've made a lot of questionable mistakes in my life. It's,
2: okay so i'm gonna play a modern song and then you're gonna give it a minute so people can hear it a little bit too okay and then you can guess
0: what the sample is what the
2: sample's from okay i have the sample ready to rock too all right i'm pretty proud of myself i did four of these just right now okay yeah let's do it all right
1: Oh yeah, dude. That's the uh, red hot. know. that's the, that's the red Out chili peppers song yeah. that uh, that one fucking band stole. Yeah, yeah uh, Crazy Town or O Town,
0: whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever yeah. town. Why? What? We, what, what I, I was asking somebody about this the other day. Like, why were towns so popular in the nineties? Yeah. That's a Blood Sugar Sex yeah. Magic,
1: yeah. like B-side. No, it's, sure. oh, it's off of uh, Mother's Milk. Mother's Milk. Yeah, it's right. a
0: pretty yeah. little ditty. Off yeah, pretty
2: Mother's
1: little ditty. ditty thing. Yeah. All right, yes.
2: you guys yeah. nailed it. Here's the original song for people that. Have never oh, heard amazing. this. Yeah, I love
0: It's this this a great song, yeah. This is gonna get us yanked off of uh th- so <laughs> fast. <laughs> there we go.
2: You can edit it, edit this part of it to just start it's later.
1: I love when they would do this song live because like John and Flea would just like get up in each other's face and just, uh, just kill it. It's a great, great little instrumental. It's a great song.
0: Yeah, with this nice Whoop, little um, trumpet part coming in too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Flea. Yeah, yeah, he's like played a lot, a lot of trumpet on blood sugar too and everything else too. he's like uh, on he's a phenomenal bass player like one of the greatest bass players probably of all time arguably yeah. in whatever yeah. i mean no there's great jazz play- bass players but does he play the too.
2: trumpet live when he does i've cover. seen him do he some has.
0: jams but not really i know he played there's like a video
1: of him playing with nirvana where he just like sits in on smells like teen spirit and like plays the trumpet was it good <laughs> was it mediocre no I, I think it was just from the vibe of like fuck it, it's like a punk
0: rock like yeah. That's his whole mentality of, like, we're just going to piss Dude, people off. There was this band out of Minneapolis. I think they still exist. I just haven't seen the name in a, w- a long while. But the Fuck Nights, you know the Fuck Nights? I know you have. I've always seen that sticker on your and guitar And he has a case. T-shirt. I got this T-shirt. I had to stop had. wearing it because as I got older, I realized, like, I'm not trying to be this, like, badass cursing on my shirt, you know? Because well, you were before. If you like
3: the shirt. Yeah, because I never
0: was before, but I like the shirt. Um, anyway...
2: It's a cool shirt. It goes with your grassroots hat.
0: I like it. Uh, All
2: right, here we go. Number two, yeah. y'all. Number two.
0: They had the same thing, though: trumpet player, punk band.
2: Ooh, bop, bop, bop.
0: it's the Hanson Twins. Um, (laughs) Oombop. I
1: have no idea. It's, um...
0: How did that? Oh, you're never gonna (laughs) get
1: it. I just know. Isn't this from, like, Grand Theft Auto? That's all I know. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard this song. uh, I think it's uh, a
0: Funkadelic sample, Oh,
1: probably. Everything is fucking sampled from uh, Parliament, Funkadelic, whatever. All that old... Is it is it
0: Funkadelic or James Brown? Or James Brown? It's one of the two. Yeah. Ding,
2: ding. This buildup is so epic. Again. I'm mad. Get
1: down
0: with my girlfriend. That ain't right. Yeah, that's
2: you know, Come on, Fred. You were the Fred. first one to alert me to that. Really? And Vogue came on, and I was like, Oh my God, I got a remix. Never gonna get it. And you were like, Yeah, this is James Payback. Brown sample. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here what we else go. You got? Yeah. Try not to yell it right off the bat. Let let everybody else guess.
0: Okay. Oh, what a great what a great sample.
2: I did not know this was a sample when I first heard it. I saw really? them live at EDC play this and became who this? obsessed.
0: Who, who is this? What's this? Roigsof. Oh, Royce. Sampled this? Yes. Oh wow I
2: saw. I walked into EDC And I saw them playing The first thing I walked into They were playing this song And I was standing I in the crowd I
1: have no idea I have no idea I'm standing in
2: the crowd Watching them play this song And all of a sudden Everybody yells um, the, it's, the song is called Happy Up Here Yeah um, I think they yelled right here I was standing in the crowd Like who is this This is amazing
1: Yeah Rooks And opposite. then this part happened
2: Right here what you to me Everybody yelled this right here. And I was just like, oh my god, this is like the greatest thing I've ever been to in yeah, my yeah. entire
0: life. Uh, it's, um,
2: so what is it, Pat?
0: It's called uh, Do That Stuff by Funkadelic, right? Oh, shit. Is that it? Yeah. The intro, when it comes in, before it gets oh, to the guitar. dude, line. yeah. Okay. With I actually just like, recently CD, listened to sounds, too. It's a great oh. album, Yeah. Yeah, it actually... <laughs> so
2: subtle, you holy know? Holy shit.
0: It's yeah. really subtle. And that's I think cool. that's it, right? Or does it repeat? Oh,
2: well, that's funky. Yeah, that's so great. The guitar
0: line.
1: I just wish like, that it was more that full. Bass full like? That bass
2: line. Listen to oh, that bass line. You know? Yeah. yeah. So That's
1: what
0: I live for in my life. I'm not great. Like, somebody, where is the fucking weird George Clinton of electronic music? Nobody's out there it's doing you, it. It's you, Pat. Is it should it be me. It should All be right. you.
2: All right, here we you. go. Last one, last one, me, y'all.
0: I hope it's me, too. <laughs>
1: It's, tribe called it, quest it's uh, nancy sinatra the these, these, <laughs> boots these boots were made <laughs> for walking
2: dude yeah. That, that, yeah. <laughs> awesome. um, that that song is awesome that had a woman bass player on it what, what's her name oh
0: carol king
1: yes, yes. carol, carol, king. King. Oh,
2: carol king. k carol k hey. carol k
0: sorry yeah. carol k she was just uh, was she the
1: one i feel like it was no it might have been a, she was uh, uh, she played
0: yeah, with uh, the um, can i kick do it.
1: Some it. mississippi yeah oh she was part of the wrecking wrecking crew i feel like it was a different guy they brought in but yeah, I could be ignorant. That, oh, yeah,
2: yeah. No, it is a guy that made the, the, guy beats for the making for making Because <laughs> He <laughs> talks about it, <laughs> about how he did the, and
1: everyone tries <laughs> to, like, recreate that. Yeah,
2: nobody that. can. Yeah. yeah, he played it on the upright. Yeah, but on that same documentary, which you guys, if I you're listening, you it. should watch it. It's called The Wrecking it. Crew. It's on Netflix. Um, they do a thing with Carol Kay. She did the thing. She did the baseline line for Soda Pop, was it?
0: Yeah, she did. They did a shit ton, and there was this one the other day that I was looking up, like who fucking played bass on this, and it was like a, an actual band. But they kicked all the instrumentalists out and had the Wrecking Crew come in and play. And oh, Carol just kill K, it! Yeah. Carol Kay played the bass, and I always like laugh about that because when I think of some of these old songs, where I'm like, who did this, and they. They recorded with the Wrecking Crew, and I'm like, this music is really not that complex. Like, I'm if the band couldn't play this, like, why? Well, they probably okay, just
1: had the chemistry. W- it's just this chemistry and, and feel yeah, was they knew. And this is quick. You know, listen yeah. to
2: what everything that Carol Kay laid down for electric bass, and by the way, she was a guitar player as well. Really, um, California Girls, wouldn't it be nice? Help me, Rhonda. Yes. all by the Beach Boys, yeah, yeah. which my mother loves. Um, I love the Joe Beach Cocker's Boys. feeling all right. She played the bass on that. Um, I think he's hiding, Randy Newman. Sure, um,
1: people. Can't take my eyes <laughs> off
2: you. <laughs> I'm a believer. Is that I saw her face. No, yeah, I'm look, a believer. Is that the, is the, the monkeys? monkeys? Yeah. 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 Um, in the heat of the night, I don't need no doctor and understanding by Ray Charles. Ooh. Um, out of this world, she played the bass on Mountain High, River Deep Mountain High from fucking Ike and Tina Turner. It's mm. insane. Um, something stupid with Frank and Nancy Sinatra. These boots are made for walking. Oh, really, Nancy, I, I, For some reason, Sinatra. I remember it was
1: like someone. I guess some the wrong, way
2: we but, were. Yeah. Barbara Streisand. Ooh. Pass. So yeah, she played. Um,
1: <laughs> she do any Michael McDonald?
0: Yeah, did she get some Michael McDonald?
1: Is that a
2: joke?
0: Yeah, it is.
1: The, uh, she played with Simon and Garfunkel.
2: She played with Count Basie. She played with Darling Listen, Love. Baby.
1: Ain't no man, ain't no, hi. no friend. Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: And, oh my I God. She played the guitar on La Bamba, the popular version of, of la Bamba. Seriously? Yeah, dude. Nice. Um. She played. Nice. Oh, this is it. She played the guitar and the bass for Sunny and Shares. The beat goes on. That's the bass line that I was talking about. And the beat goes on, and the beat goes on. The you know CIA killed Sonny. Keep I know, right? It wasn't a ski
1: accident. It was, yeah, uh, yeah. they they killed that, assassination. that. Yeah. 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 The guy, Like Sonny needs to go. He knows too much. He knows too much. Yeah,
2: let's take him out. I gotta play this version, or this, really quick. This is Carol Kay. She wrote that bass line, which is an extremely famous down. bass line.
0: See, that's what I, like, I listen to this whole music, and it's like, boom, 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 boom. Like, I feel like when people are learning to play music, they'll accidentally play this in like the first six months. <laughs>
1: nice. Dude, but
2: the thing was that they showed, on, on the Wrecking Crew, they show the original bass line for the track. And it sucks. So, she like, like it, opinion, it is simple. <laughs> Thanks to the dude. Blah. I do not abide. Anyway. On that video cool, you're playing,
0: cool. look, at their, look at that guy's coat.
2: Look at Cher, dude. Dude, I lot dude, people- Cher,
0: Cher is due for a comeback. <laughs>
1: did. did you
2: see burlesque?
0: <laughs> she's coming back, man. Dude, you know what? Look at Cher though. Back in the day, gorgeous, dude, still stunning. I mean, yeah, she's a very magical woman, and she also helped elevate uh, Nicolas Cage. And the movie Moonstruck. What? Have oh, yeah. you seen that? It was like actually one Not of Not his- the bees. <laughs> that was the
1: way Or face. I hate Nicolas Cage. Raising Arizona, that's about it. I oh, saw on someone Con, that Con looked just too, like right, Nicolas right, Cage
2: right. at the movie theater.
0: Maybe it was actually him. He probably <laughs> has to pay to go <laughs> see movies now. Touch my daughter's teddy bear. Oh,
2: my God. Or <laughs> rabbit or whatever.
0: <laughs> 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 Sorry, I, 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 I could go, go on a Con Air
1: rant for about 10 years. Okay, so
2: we need to go into album of the week here.
0: Yeah. Hey, Joel, get in. Here. Stop eating your sandwiches. Alright, he's gonna do his thing.
2: Album of the week!
0: Alright, thanks. Go back and eat your sandwich. Get out of here.
2: So, Pat, would you like to go first?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna pick, uh, this is the first time I'm gonna pick an album that I haven't even listened to By the before. way, Jimmy,
2: you got to pick an album of the week that you're going to talk about real quick. If you, if you albums, want to. Favorite albums. Yeah, I have to. If you want to, shut your way off. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: sure. Uh, mine's going to be the new uh, Flamingosis album. I haven't even listened to it yet.
2: Flight Fantasy.
0: Um, Flight Fantastic.
2: Flight Fantastic. I listened to awesome. the
0: title track with bureau- featuring Bureaucratic and Bureaucratic. Let me see re- if you say that.
2: I think it's Bureaucratic. Is
0: it um, Bureaucratic? That's what I've heard Oh, okay. Well, Bureaucratic uh, regardless still weirdly
2: we are making a track right now and I don't know how to say his yes. name
0: but regardless <laughs> uh, his music's been great his and, name's
2: Brandon whatever
0: and I've been a huge Ghosts fan since uh, his album Great Hair came out with like four that years ago that is a ago.
2: fantastic album Dude, I love all this stuff
0: he's one of the few uh, musicians who whenever he puts something out I get a notification from Bandcamp, and I always go and toss him money <laughs> for it it's like
2: that's awesome whatever I a single or anything like too. that
0: i always toss them i think Lab is my at least vet. 5 bucks for his for his music and i haven't listened to it yet but i'm excited to and it just came out yesterday
2: if i remember. yeah it did yeah yeah so. it's good and um, it's in the vein of guggins if you guys listened to the guggins podcast that we did a while ago yeah
0: Oh, so. wait, is he still releasing music on Tuesday? I feel like there's a disconnect of people who don't realize that the music street date is still is Friday now. It's
2: not anymore necessarily. Getting- I definitely deal with this on a regular basis. I think you can
0: release it whenever you want.
2: No, Tuesdays and Fridays are still the thing, but there's definitely... Tuesdays are still a thing. A push. Yes, push people, are, people are pushing on Tuesdays to get away from, the mon- from all the fish in all the pond on Fridays. Yeah, yeah. So That's it's sort true. of like both like dates that. are still acceptable. Release dates... If y'all didn't know that, yeah. Tuesdays yeah. used to be like official record store industry release, release day. day in the and US. since digital has taken over, it's become Friday again.
0: No, they turned it to Friday, too. The reason why they did it is they, they wanted to save CD and vinyl sales because there's a huge physical market in Germany and Austria. And Germany and Austria would get it the Friday before our Tuesday release dates. And it because of the digital it world, leak. they would leak. They would leak giant albums, so it became a global release date for Fridays. Only because Germany and Austria still have a high uh, amount of people who still buy CDs and vinyl. Oh yeah, that's really cool. And now that's why they turned it to Friday, so it wasn't um, cannibalization of sales, more or less. All
2: right, that's super interesting. Fair enough. All right, well, I guess we gotta. So that's mine. Yeah, it's, it's
0: ghost's flight
1: flaming ghosts.
2: Yeah, flight fantastic.
1: I haven't had a computer or internet at in my house uh, it for a very long time. Does not have to be time. recent.
2: Most of the no, ones. No, I we don't pick have any. Old. Yeah, I
1: well, I, 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 I dived in. I, I forget the name of it. Just anything from Boards of Canada. You guys, I like to listen to really weird ambient. Soundscape. I love that stuff though. Stuff when I'm just like at my house, just warbly. folding laundry. Yeah, really warbly <laughs> background music. Which is like just weird, really cool. uh, which is also very weird to wake up to if you're in yeah. a deep sleep. There's wa- been moments. My washing
2: of- machine just made an ambient <laughs> album the other
1: day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love it. It's, it's nice, you know, I, I dig it. Boards of Canada. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, Boards yeah. of Canada are, re- are really tight. I love
2: them. Would you say it's more like a, is it like an electronic ambient sort of like? Down tempo thing, or is uh, it more like weird. explosions in the sky? Not expl- or is it, like, explosions weird? in the sky uh, is
1: more like post rock, like the guitars. This is just like Boards uh, of
0: Canada is, is cool. It's like they run, it's electronic like beats, hmm. um, and the, they do some sample based stuff. But it, they it's run like a Apex, lot of twin and yeah, you know, they run like, oh, a lot okay, of their okay, stuff yeah. through
2: like snares. tape machines,
0: yeah. okay. and like so it gets like a wow and flutter through it. It's
1: like Canada, it's stuff like, you don't listen to that, or you don't put I it on at a party.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. You're to be it, that
1: guy unless your party is a hero. Unless day. I like just bring it, bring a vinyl of Boards of Canada and just put it on and like. This is make why it's nice to have,
2: have <laughs> new guests on that do new albums of the week because, like, I feel like we always sort of pick not the same genre of stuff necessarily, but obviously everybody has like their own yes. tastes. So it's nice yeah. to have new people come in and like introduce everyone to something totally different than what we talk about yeah. every week.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, what do you have for us? Um,
2: I I don't have an album of the week. I have a soundtrack of the week. Does that count? Yeah, Can I pick a soundtrack? You know, sound of music. <laughs> that is. That's it, everybody. Um, actually, I'm gonna go with Maria. <laughs> Maria. No.
1: Um, Rent.
2: Yes. No. West End's West Side Story. West, Side West Story, End's yeah. Story? West Side no, Story. I don't know shit about <laughs> musicals. This is all. Really? Oh, this so is, you're is going doing downhill. West Side Story. Cannibal
1: the musical. This
2: is going downhill. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I gotta rewatch.
1: Oh that. my god! Oh, you guys amazing, are making
2: dude. me take yeah. five thousand twenty nine oh, billion oh. six hundred minutes right now. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry. <clears throat> okay. So. <laughs> Um, my soundtrack of the week. Did you guys not get my rent reference? I'm like pissed off right now. I've
1: Isn't never like seen five hundred twenty-five thousand
2: six hundred <laughs> minutes. That's, oh, you know, that's that, that. that freaking song.
0: I've never actually uh seen or watched that. I've musical. never seen it either, I've but never, I know that I don't song. Know anything about I don't know what's from that. Okay. No anyway,
2: the soundtrack of the week from, from Maggles is um cats. There's this new movie came out called Love Simon, and if you're into like um, Sundance Film Festival kind of shit, then that's definitely up your alley. It's um, a little bit more schmoozy, like mushy, than like Little Miss Sunshine, but same sort of vein in terms of like that. It's a lot of like character development instead of like total plot.
1: Lame. Would you describe so, it as a? I just want to see movie. dragons blow up.
2: You know, I yeah. haven't heard a soundtrack really this good since whoever does the soundtrack for. Um, Grey's Anatomy and um, the OC.
0: Would you describe it as general uh, film? Awesome. So that- if you
2: liked the soundtracks from the OC or from Grey's Anatomy, and they were both done by the same person, I can't think of her name right now. Alexandra Potsavas. She did the Twilight Saga, the OC, Anatomy, or Grey's Anatomy, and Gossip Girl. Anyway, it's the best soundtrack I've heard since watching the OC and Grey's Anatomy, which I was into at a younger age. But they still have fantastic soundtracks to this day. They gave starts to tons of indie acts that are extremely popular today, like Snow Patrol, shit like that. Um, but, uh, her, yeah, her name is Alexandra Potsavas, and she did the Twilight Saga, the OC, Grey's Anatomy, Gossip Girl. I know those are girly things, but all of their soundtracks were fantastic, and this, uh, this film that I just watched on the plane the other day, which is, I think is still in theaters, it's called Love, Simon, and the soundtrack on it is absolutely phenomenal. Um, it's got all kinds of stuff on it. Uh, the, I don't know. It's got all kinds of stuff on it, and it's really dope. You should listen to it. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So
0: Album of the Week, uh, we had myself... Uh, the new Fleming Ghosts album. I just said Boards of Canada, which you is, just is an going, album. Say I it's a just band. Go
1: if you get, We're going with it. General. If you want to just
0: go into a heroin den. <laughs> We're say. just going to do it. <laughs> um, and then Megan, Love, Simon, soundtrack. So uh, thank you. That is um, album of the week. We are
2: thank you. really excited
0: for our special guests. We have two of them. They are a duo this week. They're it our first is
2: East Coast guests. First East Coast
0: guests, yeah. They're Wax out Future. From
2: Funkadelphia.
0: Funkadelphia, Wax Futures. So um, we really want to say thank you for these guys for coming on. Uh, they have a new single coming out on Friday, August 3rd. So tomorrow from when you're listening to this.
3: And here they are. This is Wax Future. And you're listening to the Green Room podcast. Okay, so
0: we're here today with the two geniuses behind Wax Future. Uh, go ahead, guys, introduce yourselves.
3: Hey, what's up, everyone? My name's Connor. I'm the producer in Wax Future. I also play some some bass and some guitar. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm uh, Keith. I play guitar and uh, help help make these tracks that we like to play on the stages.
2: Ty, I didn't know uh, Connor played guitar too. That's awesome that you both do.
3: Oh yeah, Connor, not great. <laughs> Connor and I played in bands together. Connor is a really good singer, guitar player.
2: Oh, writer. nice! Wow. Awesome. Yeah. you sing too. That's awesome. Yeah. I play guitar occasionally on my tracks, but not well. So they're good. <laughs> nice. They're good.
1: They're pretty well.
2: Once in a blue moon, I'll find a line that's you know easy. My favorite move is you know. My index finger on four strings and just slide her on up.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that works. A nice little minor seventh there. It sounds like. Yep. They no. got, they've got the dots on the <laughs> side of the neck, so you see like you know five, seven, nine, twelve. That's that's how I still do it these <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's actually how they describe it in music theory. It's just finger and slide it on up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <gosh. laughs> right away. <laughs> anyway so um what have you guys been up to this summer since I saw you at psychedelic sleepover that was in June I think sounds about right June
3: yeah it was the beginning of June uh just oh. just cruising around playing some shows hitting some festivals and putting the finishing touches on this EP that will uh, hit EP yeah yeah in in September September nice early or end of September mid mid nice middle middle ground
0: perfect perfect um How would you describe it? Would you say it's uh, very similar to some of your previously released uh, tracks or albums? Or would you say you are kind of like stretching out and expanding into new territory?
3: Yeah, I'd say it's definitely different for us. I mean, we're really putting a focus on like creating our own samples and, and recording. So what we've done more on this EP than ever is just taking this opportunity to invite other really good players that we know into the studio and, you know, capture them as far as like keys, uh, obviously Keith on guitar drums. So it's going to be a lot different than our prior records, but still hold a lot of the same style of music that we had before with a lot more live instrumentation for sure. Yeah. It's been fun as hell to like collaborate and bring in my buddy Noah on a clav in Oregon my buddy, John on keys, he's like a, like a big fish head. So like he shreds and and just getting them in and like, you know, kind of choreographing or talking through and, and getting takes is fun. Cause you feel like you're in a control room, like let's go, you know, get this, take this, play it like this, play it like this. And then, and then you get something golden. And everyone's happy all at once. And I feel like you're in a yes. band.
0: Yes. And you said you guys like going back a little bit, you got you guys grew up playing in bands together.
3: I didn't so, grow up. I mean, we right. there's this club in Manual. Never the- gonna grow up. <laughs> <laughs> never, ever, ever. Uh, there's this club in Manual called the Grape Room, um, and Connor and I worked together, and we did the whole like, well, "We both work together. Let's play a show together, and we'll get all of our coworkers to come because it'll be two people from the job coming, you know, and playing the show." So <laughs> that was the ultimate. That was, ultimate. That was the ultimate like t- door draw. You know, it's like, oh, like we're gonna bring twice as many people. Um, and Where'd then, you, guys, you know, we just where was that at? Uh, it was in Philly in like in manioc, which is like right outside uh, and and Connor like played ukulele, played like like reggae rock. I played punk rock, alternative rock or whatever and and we played shows together, a couple shows, and then we went and saw pretty lights went and saw grammatic and you know, a bunch of shows together and like you know let's let's try to make some let's get some cool. less yeah, let's get in the laboratory.
0: Yeah. that's so cool. It's so funny <laughs> because like we were laughing when you were saying that because. <laughs> We've heard that same story so many times with a lot of producers, a lot of, quote, EDM Well, people. I feel like we
2: feature a lot of people on here we, who are musicians. Yeah,
0: we, we definitely do. And even first and foremost. Some of the people who I thought were primarily DJs actually have more of a background
3: in music than than I thought. So that's kind of surprising uh, to Connor's me. the songbird of our generation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My voice is kind of like a mix of Fergie. Jesus, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Feezes. Um Phesus, <Feezes. laughs>
3: Phesus. Yeah, that was good. Off not, the like there.
2: Fergus, Fergus.
3: Fergus <laughs> yeah. <I'm> <laughs> Fergus.
2: <laughs> then we have
3: draft number one and draft number two. There, that's you,
2: <laughs> DJ Fergus. She the best.
3: Um,
0: hey, so how long have you guys been doing it? How long has Wax Future existed?
3: Uh, since 2014.
0: Yeah, 2014. Okay, so still relatively new in the, in the grand scheme of things. Sure don't feel like it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I think Megan and I, we've started playing together, um, what was that, 2015? Or that was also 2014. Was it? I, th- I don't know, man.
3: The, the thing about small. years is they have, like, a front half and a back half of every year. Yes. So if you don't know where you are, like, in <laughs> court, like right? You know, it's confusing. Up or down It's confusing.
0: It's been, yeah. a, well, either three or four years, but it. Seems a lot longer than that, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, it does seem a lot longer than that.
0: How old are you guys for uh for the people listening?
2: You can't ask that, Pat. I can't ask that. are <laughs> no, not
3: women. You guys aren't women. So you're right. about to be thirty here. Yeah. This coming cool? weekend. Yep. The thirty first. Same and, uh, birthday as Harry Potter. And, and I'm thirty three. All right.
2: Uh, that's all Pat wanted was someone older than him. I needed him. Some, some indication. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I'm 32. So I didn't want to be like, I just wanted people to have like the same, you know, connections. So we're on the same page. It's so funny. Like, you, I'm sure you guys experience this. You go out there and you meet a bunch of people who are like incredibly high profile backstage. And you're like, how old are you guys? And they're like, 24. I'm like, what the fuck? Come on, I'm going
2: to go my kill myself. <laughs> Damn, what have
0: I been doing in my early 20s? Just yeah, chasing away my time. Some of these guys are yeah. like <laughs> 19.
3: <laughs> yeah. I sure. know, right? And they're like on tour, like full tours. I'm like, I don't even. I remember getting served at bodegas when I was like 19. I don't know what I would do with like <laughs> a green room full of beer, every, right? Every freaking night. You know what though? Oh I admire those cats because they're on their. I couch. didn't even they're
2: think like, about that part of it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I still have. I still struggle with a yeah. green room full of beer.
2: I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a weird experience to like pop off so young. And also, I feel so strangely about those kinds of things because. I don't know, being from Montana, I didn't really, I don't think I even really knew that DAWs existed until I was like 20 years old or something, you uh, know? Yeah, and these kids are out here like farting around in a DAW. Well, I, I right. used to fuck with Fruity Loops when I was young, you know, but okay. I guess I didn't know that it just like went so deep into all of it right, and that right. it was so accessible right, right, right. to yep. people that were my age. And so to see all these people popping off, there, are like 16 years old blows my freaking mind. We just went and saw Ramzoid. I'm um, at 7th Street Entry opening for Autograph, and he's oh, yeah. like 20 years old now. Like three, four years ago, I was listening to his music. It's really weird to know weird. how yeah, young like, he must have
3: been. His name's been around
2: for a minute now. I know, right? Dude. And he's like 20 years old.
0: And that's fucked up because like, if I think about it, I didn't even start playing guitar until I was 18, until after I graduated high school. Right. Really? I had time like, in my mind to do it, so I wasn't like preoccupied with Extracurriculars or whatever you do in high school. Yeah. And what the about first you time guys? I ever fucked with a DAW was Audacity, and I remember I took oh, a, really? I took a roots song and I reversed it in Audacity, and I thought it sounded kind of cool, but also kind of lame. And I'm like, I don't. It That's was all like, you did. You just yeah. turned it around, and you're just, like,
2: this is my masterpiece. I, well, I was
0: like, this is kind of cool, and I listened to it a few times, and I was like, ah, all right, dumb. You need and to release like, it. it. Break it out. I mean, this is too. It was like 2004, <laughs> and like so. I mean, I didn't have a Mac or anything. I didn't have.
2: Garage I just want to really quick download a Root song and f- flip it around really quick in Logic, <laughs> so we can let's just listen to your creation.
3: <laughs> Any track from "Things Fall Apart"? I'm sure it was absolute fire. Yeah, it was from, <laughs> no, it was from "The Tipping Point." I think. Oh shit! The tipping point. Clock with no hands backwards would be fire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I wish I could remember what what tune it was, but anyway, Dude, we're, that's not really here nor there. So
3: the Roots yeah. hit home for us for sure. The yeah, that's right, that's right. The sticks and the Eagles.
0: <laughs> uh, one of the, I got to say, you guys, being from Philly, one of the coolest shows I've ever seen was here in Minneapolis. It was um, D'Angelo with Questlove on drums.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it was super sick. Questlove is a beast, and I mean, D'Angelo is, I mean... They're both Philly dudes, right? I know Questlove is, but... <clears throat> I don't know if D'Angelo is, actually. I don't know. He really only put out that one record, and then he just like fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, he's back now. You guys got he's got three awesome albums. You guys got to check Dude. it out. Three? Yeah.
0: Damn. yeah, yeah. He came back with one like four years ago called um, Black Messiah, and it was really good.
2: Huh. When I think of Philly, I think of cheesesteaks and Jim moving there on the office. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh
3: yes. yes. And how Pam
2: hated it. Pam hated it,
3: <laughs> but she came around eventually. I feel like that whole plot, man. She could, she would. Could have just been like, all right, go to Philly, she make just so, a ton of money. So wait, Pam just want to go back to Scranton the whole time. Pam, Pam wanted to stay in Scranton, and and Jim Jim was like, look, I can make a bunch of money. This is kind of almost surefire, oh, that's right. And she was like, but, but, you know. And it was like, but she came around eventually, on it though. Yeah, yeah. I was just telling. It's
2: funny. Pam, I was what just, a bitch. I
0: was just telling Megan about how, like, at the end of the night when I'm done doing all my shit, I usually just. Sit back, get high, and we'll watch The Office, like, binge five episodes.
2: Drink a one of everything.
0: Drink, drink a one of everything. It's got
2: <laughs> one shot of gin, one <laughs> shot of rum, one shot of <laughs> milk, two spoonfuls of sugar. I call it one of everything. You
3: lost me at the milk, it, but I'm like kind it. of intrigued. Right? It's the spice of life, right? It's provocative. <laughs> <laughs> put the milk in there. We are
2: just discussing um, Moroccan Christmas right before we started on this podcast with you guys in that episode where – uh, Michael tries to take Meredith to rehab. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> drags her in there and says, I have a deposit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. Michael, ah, Michael Scott's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. I, I, there's always people debating with Parks and Rec versus The Office. And I would say, like, when you look at, is um, it Ben and Leslie Note versus Jim and Pam? Like, Jim and Pam went through adversity. Like there was actual true (laughs) adversity. Whereas Ben and Leslie, like were very like, ah, life's real good. I'm going to go to DC. I don't know, man. Have you ever
2: tried to walk across an ice rink with no red carpet? (laughs) 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 Or try to get on a stage with no stairs.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I think the office is, I think the office, me and my brother were talking about this last night, my younger brother. And like, I don't know if there's any show. I used to think it was Seinfeld, but I don't know if there's any show that is better than that. Oh, my God.
2: Speaking of this, good segue, Pat. They are talking about doing a reboot of Frasier, which I never gave a shit about. Maybe I cannot give a shit about it twice. Yeah,
3: Yeah, that's like a show in slow motion. (laughs) (laughs) So is Frasier going to be the star again? I mean, isn't dude's actual name Frasier?
2: Um, Yeah, his name is Kelsey, actually. No, Kelsey, Kelsey
3: Grammar. Grammar. Grammar.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was a He thought it was so so everybody yeah, sure else really knows <laughs> his
3: name. Did you
2: think everybody on Friend's name was Friend? <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. That's funny. Oh, man. We're going to edit that right. right? So we came up with this amazing idea this time, you guys. Okay. Oh, we yeah. figured out how to route the audio finally back into the board while we use a second computer so that we can play full quality stuff. And so here's what we got for you guys. Yeah, we have
0: a little a little game. I
2: don't know. That was our game song. Nice. We're going to edit that. Yeah,
3: put in yeah we can to edit that game
2: one. Game sound. We can put in the Jeopardy theme song. I don't know. I don't okay. Anyway. So we're gonna have you guys guess the guitar solo. Oh shit. All right. Are you ready?
3: Please serve us. I up think
2: we'll song we'll um let we'll let the artist, the guitarist, or the song name slide as an answer.
0: Okay. Well uh, okay. Yeah.
2: Would you should we give three points for each? You know, you can get three points for each answer.
0: There are no losers in this game, I think. So, All
2: right. I think I'll be the loser because I don't know any of these. But that's okay because I'm the moderated bitch. So are
3: we you, you against, against each other right now? Is it everyone? Uh, Pat, for Pat's
2: just looking at me. That's it. He can't see.
3: <laughs> Wait, who that's has the on? answers, though? Me. Okay. So it's everybody and versus uh, me. Okay. All right.
2: I'm just going to yell out the answers first to win this. <laughs> 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 All right. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, never mind. Oh my God, here we go. <laughs> this
3: is kids. This is Keith that- <laughs> Okay, that was yeah. like Molly Crew, right? Yeah, it totally sounded like Molly Crew. It it definitely is
0: Molly Crew.
3: Is it? though? Yeah, for sure.
0: I'm now. I'm getting a delay. Way yeah to go, Megan? <laughs>
2: well, how the fuck did I do that? <laughs> I like, don't know,
3: man. It was
2: definitely... I okay, was well, um, yeah, that was Dr. Feelgood by Mick Mars. All right, are we Mildly still... Crew. Thanks, dickhead. <laughs> Zeppelin?
3: Yep. Yep, Zeppelin. Yes! Easy. That was your boy, Connor. Three points. <laughs> 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 He's giving the audit trail. <laughs> this is... Jimmy Page you drunken master right here. Oh, you can't mistake that tone, Banny. It's got oh. It's got a, a letter over- skinner. <sighs> Fuck. Would really they throw out Freebird on us? <laughs> no way. Was it? No, I have no idea. Oh, I know it. I know it was. Fucking.
2: Beautiful Creatures, 1 a.m.
3: That's the name of the band?
2: Beautiful Creatures. This is the new one. I'm gonna go on this one. I don't
3: know. I wanna say it's like Black Sabbath, but it's way too electric and distorted. Yeah, it sounds too new.
2: It was the sword.
3: Oh, oh those, they're good.
0: This sounds like John May.
2: Nailed it. Yeah. Nice. Nice.
3: That's a good one. Damn, all like rock and roll guitar solos sound a lot alike.
2: Fuck. That was Megadeth et tout le monde. Oh, okay. Dave Mustaine. Uh, Dave
3: Mustaine. Very a very angry, angry human being. He's still so angry. <laughs> He's Why so, is he so angry? Because he missed out on making a lot of money with Metallica, so I'd be oh, that's true. pretty pissed.
2: He was originally in Metallica. Oh, Dave Mustaine be Drunk.
3: Oh yeah. Uh, Dave Mustaine was uh, he wrote all the stuff off of um not, like the record before Ride the Lightning I forget when they were super thrashy oh before they got like Kill that, them All yeah Kill them All I think he wrote yeah he wrote like Four Horsemen and stuff he wrote those riffs and then Kirk Hammett came in behind him and played all the leads they had like a hug it out on like that one documentary where they all were like we're old and rich but we're sad like they had, like, a whole <laughs> do- like, literally had a documentary it was my favorite it was crazy
2: <laughs> we're old and we're sad okay we got three more here oh, fuck. That's it. That's it. Kiss. It's a
3: kiss. Ace Frehley. Kiss?
2: Nope. Fuck.
3: This might be skinny. Is it?
2: Is is it Nugent? Is it the Nuge? The Nuge. You (laughs) wouldn't do the Nuge.
3: Okay, that's a mess. It was...
2: A, C, D, C. Oh, God yeah. damn. Damn, I was actually really good. I think it's young. Whole I, lot of Rosie. Damn. I sounds guess. like you guys got no Rosie. No. All right. <laughs> I think no, nobody
3: has points right now. <laughs> oh, this sounds like Pantera.
2: And already, Pat has it in the bag. Damn. Dimebag Daryl.
3: Recipes, time bag.
2: Didn't he recently pass away? No. Uh,
0: no, 2004. Four. I oh think, damn. Okay. Or five.
2: No. We did not call that recent. I was it was like my first meal of college.
3: Oh it's a slash, right? Slash guns and I was guns and roses.
2: Yeah, right? Guns and roses? Nope. Oh god. That was, was that? Ozzy Osbourne. Damn it, Randy oh, Rose. Oh, wow.
3: Motherfucker. I can give you the guess. Zach Wild Oh, Zach Wild era. Perfect.
2: Yeah. All right, here's the last one. I get one
3: here. <laughs> I just feel like that's Randy Rhodes. But it's not though because it's it's very distorted and like it's very like modern. And Randy played It was Firehouse. God the Firehouse.
0: Liberty. No shit.
3: God damn Yes yeah, shit. Yeah you know, Connor put his hand up and was just like, Yep, I don't know. This is this is not my neighborhood.
2: <laughs> Dude, I totally hear you. I that's why I was like, I'll be a moderator. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. I got one of them, so that's good.
3: Nice. Yeah, you guys That's did pretty job, well. Everybody. I'm
2: impressed. <laughs> I think the, You were close. I think I got none on most of
3: us. Keith you got the first one. Oh, yeah. did I? Oh yeah, But well, yeah, I did. Don't forget. We'll
2: make sure we so edit We were that
3: editing in. that one out and yeah. starting
2: on the second one <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: We'll get it. In.
2: We'll, <laughs> we'll, get, it we'll in. get it in there for you. That's, That's what, what she said. I uh, <laughs> to uh, the goddamn office.
0: <laughs> um, we, we, you know, we might have to edit the whole thing out.
2: Yeah, we'll just get rid of all of that. Sake of Copyright. Whatever. Let's just delete this entire thing. <laughs> what do you guys got coming up for shows? Are you stoked about anything? Yeah, we're
3: we're we're going I mean, we're going to Denver. Uh we're doing the Pre Lights pre party. Um nice. Pre-Light's big reason why we make make beats and, and play shows. So you know, we uh we we've started to do these pre parties. We did it last year with Daily Bread and uh in Nola and it was a ton of fun. So Going to Cervantes ballroom, got to get to see the other side. I never even went over there, so.
2: Oh, nice. You're on the other side? Yeah.
3: Or on the, like the other side of the other side. Yeah. <laughs> the ballroom.
2: <How> <laughs> the other side of the other side? Yeah. Or the other side?
3: Uh, who's on first?
2: Uh, <laughs> no, he's on third. I'm, I'm confused.
3: <laughs> but yeah, so we're. So we're going, we're going to Cervantes Ballroom f- for the pre-party. We have we're headlining uh, sounds in uh, a week or two, um, which would be cool. We got like a nice long, like festival set, which is fun because you can dig in and play. Like we're t- already talking about playing like old stuff, like super old stuff, and, and really making it an event. And then what else?
2: Where we've been talking about like. Um I don't know different artists and their preferences about like what percentage of their set they prefer to be original and stuff like that. Do you guys play like hundred percent original stuff all the time, or do you feel? Yeah, we
3: do. We 100%. do one hundred percent. I mean, the, we play remixes that we made too, but
2: it's it's all stuff that we remixes figured. that you've made of other people. Right. Remixes right. that I made of other people. Okay, the cool.
3: closest thing we'll get to dropping that something that isn't ours is a friend remixing our tracks. word okay we we never it's a it's a it's a a craft that is amazing to be able to storytell and weave original and non-original into your live set but for us we treat it like a band and we've always treated it like a band like if you're coming to see us like we're gonna play Everything and, and we lost, for a little yeah. bit we struggled because we like we like man we don't have forty five minutes of bangers or we don't yeah. have forty five minutes of high energy but now like we're realizing we have like a, a pretty big catalog of content to, to go through yeah we we kind of that's cool we always wanted I it. totally feel that too we, we like always wanted it to be that way though like I I, I mean I totally dig people sets that don't play all original stuff I just feel like we always <clears throat> made it a point that we wanted our sets to be. On, 100 percent original and we just kind of stuck to it it was cool because in the beginning we like we would play these like like half crafted beats just to get by like i'm saying yeah. year one i'm saying like the first trip around the sun playing like this music like we would be like all right well we need to play 45 we'll play this that you know and like we take a beat that was, like, it was no nowhere near ready and then like push it out against the crowd which is like huge because you get all this Human organic feedback. It's kind of useful for us because we like started to to feed off of like what the crowd dug, and I think that that played a part in a lot of songs that we ended up finishing like early on. Absolutely, they they guided us. They were like our compass. I'm like, oh, that's that's a track we should finish or not. You know, yeah. I mean, I think when you play a track that's like half finished and like people really dig it, it like super inspires you to like finish that track and just make it special. (laughs)
2: that's funny because I was just going to say, I do really dig to play things that maybe I've like half finished or whatever, just to see what the vibe is and if it does go off or whatever. But I find that if it does go off, I'm often really tempted to leave it where it lie. And then I'll have like lots of unfinished, like half finished tracks that I end up turning into just like live edit things that I don't actually ever put out.
3: That's yeah, definitely, we, we call, it's it yeah. <laughs> call it over-listen syndrome. Yeah. Call it OLS. Probably. OLS. Uh, please share for awareness. OLS is a, is a condition that affects eight out of 10 producers. <laughs> yeah, we have this thing where it's like, we're, we're making a track and we just like keep listening to it and like analyzing it. And we just end up getting like stuck in this hole, and like not finishing it. Kind of like you mentioned, Megan, where it's like, you just kind of want to leave it where it's at. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes uh tracks never get out of that OLS hole. Yeah. And become
2: <laughs> the OLS hole, yeah.
3: <laughs> Seriously. That's
2: totally true. It's like
3: deleting a track is like lifting a fifty pound, seventy five pound weight. It's but it's just simply like a riser that you've like come to love for something. You know, that's like, oh I had a yeah, one no, sound. Definitely. And you delete it, you're like, Where'd it go? Everything's broken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: totally. Sometimes, yeah, I just don't know where to go with them after that point. I guess I sort of feel like I'm just going to quit while I'm ahead. Like, I'm like, oh, people are already liking this. Just, like, not do anything else to it. No, it's definitely a pitfall.
3: Yeah, but for absolutely. us, it was just, we were stuck. Like, we, early on, we only had, like, a half an hour worth of <laughs> yeah, material. We were stretching <laughs> <it. off. laughs>
2: that's tough, dude. I mean, it takes so long to acquire enough playables to, like, mm-hmm. make a good set. And especially, like, even if you have things, well, that's exactly what I think is the good term for it. Because you can make a fuckload of material, but not all of them are going to be playables. And that's really, like... been part of my biggest thing too same as you and you're saying like you wished that you would have a whole hour of bangers or whatever i I had to kind of get over that as well (laughs) and like realize that people did eventually you know i don't think they did at first but eventually they wanted to hear like what i would do with it you know yeah
0: we've done that before too though megan like we've played over the years we've played songs out that i mean we played a lot of songs even in our set to this day that are just live edits that we haven't released just to extend the set. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's
2: crazy with you, Pat, Pat's been with me for three to four years now. And so he's literally been through literally the entire process from, I think he put, he was one of the first live musicians I ever featured on a track. Um, and that was right when I started to feel even comfortable playing my own tracks out live. So he's been with me since like, I played 0% tracks, my own stuff live to the point where we have played hundred percent original sets. I think now we probably do something closer to 75 or something like that. Yeah, but
0: when we first like we going with it, like do you remember when we were on tour like two years ago or three years ago, whenever we first went out West, a lot of the tracks, like we were just coming up with like, you would make like a two minute live edit just over it. So the musicians, the instrumentalists could just kind of take that groove and run with it. Just, yeah. to, just to even give us an extra two or three minutes yeah
2: and that. I think people don't realize and you guys can probably relate to this a lot of what's going on up there in terms of like setless versions and stuff like that people often ask me questions about like how does that work and like a, I've even reached out to other artists whose songs are just dope that I would like to play that are obviously like friends of mine and say say hey you know like can you take this guitar part out of it so that my live guitarist can play it and that's really cool I think a really cool part about this like I mean, like obviously not pulling it so so that Pat can cop somebody's solo and do it. But, you know, like if it's a simple part or something like that and like I can make a little room for someone to to do something live, it's really cool to be able to do something like that. And I don't think people realize all the the effort that really goes into being able to have those people live with you on stage.
3: And uh, at Psychedelic Sleepover, it it reminds me, literally, I was backstage with Oscar with Opio and, and he was like he was editing Ginger Lizard to make sure I had like more time and but we were doing it literally backstage like whatever 15 minutes before he went on and i was just like shaking you know i was like he's like i was like wait you're giving me all like extra time like you know like so it's the culture is cool because people want to share their music and they want it to be expressed in a way in a new way you know so when you hit up a cat and you're like hey you know we want to have somebody play on this it's like absolutely i think that's the, a great piece of like dance music, is, you know what I mean?
2: Like, Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that it's kind of, it's almost, I wouldn't say exclusive to our bubble of what we sort of do with this whole trip hop mid tempo, you know, like, I don't know this bubble that we're in. And I feel like, and I've heard a lot of people say this is ter- in terms of like the demographics of people that come to our shows and listen to our music and things like that, is that those crowds are just full of especially nice, like community driven people. And I think that's true of a lot of the artists that I meet that do the same kind of stuff as us. And it's kind of weird to think that a genre of music could dictate your character as a person. But I've really yet to meet somebody that makes the kind of music that or, you know, makes music in our wheelhouse. That is a total asshole, yeah. and it has no interest in doing like community-driven collaborations or like anything like no, that. So that's really 100%. something that I would say is a little bit specific to where we are and the bubble that we are in. I would, I would own that
3: for sure. I yeah. think it's like open source. It's it's an open source creation. It's open to interpretation, you know. And I think that uh, that's something that's pretty cool about our sort of subgenre is that you know there's some humanity to it. You know, there's like, you know, there's actually people doing stuff live and in, in front of you while they're playing shows. And like, I don't know, there's even parts where people mess up or, you know, don't play something exactly like it was on the record. And I think that's special because it draws a connection with the listeners, too, you know, and it just kind of <clears throat> shows yeah. some humanity and and just shows that we are making music in front of you. which Yeah. Is yeah, well, we're also
2: just a culture, absolutely. you know, a remix culture. And I think that this mm-hmm. specific area of music, like, you know, like I'm talking about our wheelhouse is definitely more remix driven and like resampling driven than a lot of other things can be. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so um, yeah. I think that plays a large part in uh, it too, that we feel like it's open to interpretation because we're constantly interpreting no, absolutely. That's what I was, for ourselves.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's what I was so psyched about when Megan and I started playing together and we had a, we had a drummer at the time too. Because that was like 2014, I think it was 2014, maybe 2015. But it was right at that time at the cusp where electronic music was still huge. And it was just primarily just a DJ up there. And there, there were some DJs, like I think Grizz was just kind of getting his feet you know, and he was playing an instrument live, and he had bands like Boombox. Is that Boombox, right, yeah. that does that? Yeah. Um, I always get them confused with Boombox Cartel. I don't <laughs> know why, like literally every single time. Boombox brings the but disco. i much
2: about Boombox lately. Yeah, okay,
0: so it's Boombox. Yeah, those guys. And there was, like, people doing that, but it wasn't a lot. And you could tell that there was people out there that wanted to see that. And now you're seeing it a lot more frequently. Oh, absolutely. Which is great.
2: Definitely. I, said, so I feel I like, like people guys, are afraid to not do that now, almost. I mean, yeah. I know that the culture of, I know that flash drive culture still exists. I'm flash so drive envious. DJ culture. i so
3: fucking envious. <laughs> yeah, you know,
2: there's like a part of me that struggles between those parallels where i'm like oh my god you know how easy i could make this on myself and then the other part of me that's like do you know how fucking lazy you're being yeah and then that pretty much solves it but i don't know
3: i I don't know i i actually i fucking i I feel for djs like think about it they're like coding uh, like a a set from like record box like and just off of bpms and keys and like carrying the attention of like 400 people off of, like, cue points, you know what I mean? There's, like, such a, an awesome art to that, to be able to just, like, grab a crowd and hold them. Like, uh, somebody I, I love that does that is, like, Flamingosus. Like, Aaron, like, grabs the crowd and just holds yeah. on. Does he
2: play on CDJs? I mean,
3: I'm, no, he had those Ableton sets, but I'm just I'm saying in general of just, like like, grabbing a crowd, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah, in it, sure. it was Ableton and, and things like that. You can, you can pre, you know, build it or whatever, but like you still hop and jump and skip around and audible and change your sets. But, uh, but to do that from record box, to do that from a, from a USB drive, like with a plan, like that's, that's pretty damn dope. Like. Yeah. It's yeah. impressive.
2: I mean, impressive. I've, I come from that side of the culture. Actually, my first residency was doing trance and house music. Nice. So that was the first thing that I started doing. And, that sort of, that side of the industry definitely almost looks down on controller DJs. Like if you're using a controller, they'll definitely judge that. They think this, the industry standard is the only like way to tell if you're a real DJ or not. So I did spend a lot of time learning to play on CDJs and I enjoy that. I know how to use them, but I just feel so much more freedom with being able to, I use tractors still. I still like that better, but I mean, it's just personal preference at that point. Doesn't it seem
3: like infighting and like the concept should be just are you good at holding a dance floor like with or without whatever yeah. like it's yeah, regardless yeah, like i feel like it doesn't matter what the hell you use I-
0: See, we talk about this from an artist perspective and different musicians or instrumentalists or djs or whatever and it's all this like internal bickering and judging um and you look at like old school guys who look at producers nowadays who are like oh that's cheating. They can just go into a computer in Ableton mm-hmm. and Ableton and tweak that and blah, blah, blah. And I had to use a 24 channel mix board or whatever and outboard gear to route all this stuff with patch bays, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's cool and everything, but really the end result is, especially if you're playing live, is it good? Do people like it? That's yeah, it. good. It's not, it, once you make a song, it's out of your kind hands. Once you play board. a song live for somebody, it's out of your hands. It's on the, uh, the mind of the people watching it.
2: That reminds me of that Andy Warhol quote. That's like, um, pretty much just like, don't actually, you know, I'm going to read it really quick. Um, yeah, but yeah, I got it already. Oh, you got it. Yeah. 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 Um, don't think about making art, just get it done. Let everyone else decide if it's good or bad, whether they love it or hate it. And while they're deciding make more art, I kind of live by that. Stop worrying about if people dig what I do or not. Cause it's really hard to not care about that. But if I bury myself in making more shit, I can manage to do it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. It's like, uh, don't climb the trees. Just stay inside the forest. You know, try and see above the trees. And, uh, Right. I, I I think of every OG I ever talked to, they're always just like, are you carrying the crowd? Like, are you doing your job? And the job is to, is to pay attention to the crowd and make sure that they're having a good time because people are out there totally. making fools of themselves. I mean, we've all started on mm-hmm. the, on the dance floor dancing with our eyes closed, hoping everything works. And then if, you know, if a DJ misses a cue, you stop dancing. So you know you're just taking care of the guy with their eyes closed, you know, and that's, that for me, from a guitar standpoint, that's what I do. I try to make my parts flow. I look out into the crowd. I I, I match with flow artists, you know, f- with like flinging around hula hoops or, or, you know, spinning LED wands and things of that nature. It's just a connection. So uh, every OG, same same story from every OG. I don't care what you're doing as long as you're taking care of the dance floor. Yeah. And I mean, from a production standpoint, I mean, if you're making tracks that you really feel and that. Capture feeling and emotion. I definitely feel like that translates to the listener as well, and so I think that that's an important side to it. Just always make music that that you feel as an artist and that you're inspired to make. And I think that that's always going to translate to a dance floor too. Yeah, absolutely. We've had people come up to us, and I love Megan. You said I'm never saying banger again. I'm saying playable. I think mean, that's so great. Um, like a <laughs> more a less playable, receivable track, but they'll Ask for it, you know what I mean. It might be something super down tempo and super vocal driven that we have, but they want to hear it because I can. That is
2: always jarring to be asked that, for yeah, sure. because because you don't expect it. Yeah, it's
3: because it's because it's they carry that track with them potentially, you know, because it hit them in a certain way, it hit them at a certain point in their life, and and that's the most humbling feeling. Like this isn't a banger playable. Damn, it, I said I just said I wasn't going to say banger. anymore. This isn't a heavy <laughs> dance floor tune. This is like some kind of introspective soft slow you know tune and and they're they're calling for it at the at the club or you know for for lack of a better word yeah but most importantly i mean it made made them feel something and it like draws them back maybe there's some nostalgia associated with that song and and or you know it just really made them feel something and i think from an artist standpoint like that's like mission accomplished if you're making artwork that people feel and they appreciate it because it, it helps them feel something or draws on an emotion, like mission accomplished. And that's why our record, our newest EP is called Source Code because we've been, you know, we've been actually like kind of scoffing at like technology a little bit, you know, with phones and everything, but for this time around, we kind of thought about like using the technology as a metaphor, you know, like what's your source code? What's, what drives people? So, you know, what drives people to these shows? What drives people to festival culture? You know, what is your source code? What's your what's your you know, driving force of why? So and let the music help you get back to yourself. You yeah. Know? Every day you go out, you know, we work even as artists we still work nine to fives and yep. shit and you know, we come home and we make music and it's uh it's tedious sometimes, you know. We work two jobs and I'm sure you guys have been on that hustle too, you know, but you know, when it all pays off when you just make music that you feel and it really helps you just shed those layers of, you know, the daily life and just brings you back to your, your core and to who you are as an artist. So. Yeah. So we're scared.
2: yeah. I think sometimes Absolutely. people mistake the metric for a good song as are people moving to it. And I think I've brought this up on the podcast several times that, um, manic focus told me one time, I think I told, share shared that insecurity with him about it and he, like I said, I won't go into it much more than this because I've said it before on the cast, but he just was like, you know, if people aren't dancing, that doesn't mean they don't like it. Mm-hmm. Think of how many times you've just kind of been in awe of something that was happening on the stage or whatever it may be, um, but you weren't like moving around like a crazy person, but you were super into it. So I had to like throw that metric out the window and stop worrying about that just because I wasn't playing bangers. It uh, doesn't mean they're not playables. Yeah.
3: Ooh. So, that's an awesome Ooh. insight. Now he just, just switched and <laughs> crossed over, banger and playable there. I like
0: it. Yeah. I mean, and the, the cool thing is, though, is like with all the, the time that you put into it, like you said, maybe working a couple jobs, working a nine to five, and going home at night telling your friends, no, I want to work on a track, and I don't want to go out to the bar for happy hour or whatever, or waking up early, however you do it, staying up late, sacrificing sleep, however you get your music done. yeah you never know how people are going to receive it. You might send it to your friends and your friends are like, oh yeah, that's really cool, man. I love it. But then when you get out there and actually play it and you see even one person moving around, or if there's only five people at your show, at your set, and they're all moving around, having
3: a great time, it's all worth it. It's kind of all five worth it Five or 5,000 is my mentality. You yeah. play five same. or 5,000. Five, five thousand. or 5,000, you get the same show. Now, four yep. people... You wink it. No, I'm just kidding.
2: Yeah, <laughs> good shit. shit. <laughs> so, okay, you guys were on um, the hot shit. We've featured now, I think, three different artists who have been yeah. on the hot shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how did you guys find yourself being able to do that? That's super sick. And if you're listening to the podcast right now, after this, you should go check out Wax Futures, the hot shit. What episode number is that? If um, says- two eighty
3: Uh, we just got. Uh, I think Blake. I got in touch with us and said, you guys are, uh, are good. You know, you want to send us a, a, like a grouping of songs. I forget who like got in contact. I think it was like our management at the time or something, but it was surreal. I think with every big opportunity, it's not real until it's real, you know, and like, it's never, it's yeah. never, it doesn't exist until it happens. And I remember we were going back and forth. We we're like, do we, do we do, all original? Like, do we do every, you know, just a bunch of wax tracks put together or do we, we drop, we like asked them, we're like, is it cool to play all just wax future? And like, and Connor got together and strung, strung all the tracks together. And, and then we, we heard our music on Sirius radio. I I was saying we should rent a car. It's a milestone for sure.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. Congrats. That's funny. You say you were, you were worried if they would care. That it was all you guys because we were just talking about on this cast a couple of days ago about how I was talking to break science and one of them was talking to Derek at one point. And he casually asked them when like, hey, hey how's it going? So you still playing other people's music? And <laughs> we've been like kind of laughing about that. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure he loved that you played all your own music. Sure. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's,
3: it's all we know. I don't know. We got a good response. <laughs> we sent it in. We're like, is this okay? And I think we got the response like, yeah, this is dope. And we're like, all right, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't awesome. know. I like listened to all the other um, hot shits and like, they all like, I, I feel like I just did what we wanted. I just feel like we just got in the studio and strung tracks together. It worked out really good and we're like, all right, let's not add other music. which is yeah. see if they're like this. And it's, it stays on, it's it stays awesome. on kind of message from, from, from jump. Yeah. Except we yeah. did end it with okay. the, I'm with okay. our homies, shout out our homies, the business from Philadelphia. We did end it, end it with their flip of our, track, of one uh, of our chats. Uh, yeah. yeah. New City. city, which was cool to end it. Like my thing is, like I, I like live to try to put people on from our town, you know. Like our newest single coming out has a, a, the homies Esenite on it. They did some nasty analog work, and we, we just want to Philly MCs on too. We some Philly, Philly MCs, MCs yeah. And uh, so, like, yes, it was like all originals except that under track. But like that, what a great way to like celebrate like the two and five. Like, you know, these people have all come to see us play. Some of these artists, like bef- like before they were artists, like I've I've. Watch people make a band name, make a SoundCloud, and like drop tracks that they've been showing me for years. Like, I just want to, I want my city to be like just drenched in fucking pure talent. And, uh, and it's, it's happened slowly but surely. And people are really receptive to me pushing them along. So, shout out, fucking Philly. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great, man.
0: I always I kind of think that's, um, kind of a cool thing as an artist, especially in the electronic scene, like where you can DJ stuff or, do your own version, do a cover or something like that. Because, um, even like playing in a live band for years and years and years, if you do a cover song, um, and people don't know it, it kind of goes over their head or they think it's a cool song that you invented. Uh, but I, what I really appreciate about the electronic music scene is you can do that. Sure. You can cover a tune, um, make it your own, you, or you can make your own song and that's great and everything, but you can also sample and bring in other things, from any type of music you want to expose, whether it be from people in your city that you're playing their tunes, your friends out wherever they live, playing your tunes, or sampling like an old song from the seventies that you just think people need to know, you know, and you can just expose it to people. And that's what I really, really appreciate about yeah, kind what we Connor, do. It's kind of like an open <clears throat> format. It's
3: special place in my heart as far as like, you just sample up. For sample right music. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. just to, <laughs> I, I feel like, if you're making sample-based music electronic music like this you know for me it's all about the preservation of older music too and i think there's a lot of there is <clears throat> i guess a, a lot of feelings out there whether sample-based music is good for music or not you know and for me i've always thought of it of something like you're kind of taking older tracks maybe you're sampling old vinyl records and you're making new music with it and you're kind of reinventing that music, but also bringing it to the next generation to appreciate, you know, so, right. Yeah, for it, sure.
2: Speak of the devil. I'm totally going to play a little bit of this. What is it there? Connor and Keith are about to throw down on this, but here, you can hear a tiny blip of what they're about to. It's not playing though. It's not playing,
0: not working. I guess not. You oh, know what? It the, okay, I was going we'll to say, is that. It the Pretty Lights uh, remix of Strawberry Letter 23? Oh yeah,
2: that, that's, that, that's to, it's that's that's two layers
0: of exposing people to the Brothers Johnson.
3: There. Yeah, and actually,
2: what's with the tape?
3: We up? used the Sugiotis Otis version of that track, not the Brothers Johnson version. Yeah, oh, really? we actually okay. to, uh, I have the vinyl of Sugiotis. Otis. I don't know if Derek used the Brothers Johnson version or the Sugiotis Otis version version, but I really? was more familiar with that track. Yeah,
0: here we go. So this is like knowledge to me because I just thought it, uh, they, the Brothers Johnson, wrote that song. I didn't know that was a. I Shiggy actually Otis think
3: Shugy Otis wrote it, and the Brothers Johnson performed it. So I'm not sure if that credit is. Somebody grab a Google machine. Yeah, I, I think that Derek used the Brothers Johnson sample, and I just knew the sample immediately. Identified with it, the it identified it as the Shugy Otis one had the vinyl so it's like "Eh." oh okay oh we got we got some
2: I like that walk. Yeah, I love the piece of
3: tarpaulin there. Small stone. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> <Unless you're> harmonics. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot the pedal brand there.
2: That's awesome. We'll just ride that out.
0: Should we just ride it out? Yep,
2: we're gonna, because we can now uh, motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. All
0: right, well. Do you guys have anything else you want to plug? Your new EP's coming out mid-September. Yeah, let's... Yeah.
3: Source Code. Source Code. Um, the single style like this uh, featuring tonight is August 3rd uh, via the Un's, And uh, we got uh, Greg Ellis, a.k.a. Laser Shark, a.k.a. the Phobos Cartel, did a, a video piece for it that'll be dropping the same day. Um, so that'll be fun. And then, yeah, the rest of the record, and then we get back to work. Clear the slate. Yeah, and next one. And... Maybe we won't call it an EP. Maybe the other the other term, which is just full. Shout end. out our homie Ole on the incredible artwork too. Ooh, it's a full. Egg, no, yeah, ne- yeah, next one hopefully, but the next uh, one. Oh, yeah. got it. Got uh, the it. homie uh, Ole Cream Ole from uh, from Philly did the amazing artwork. We we discovered him, or he discovered us, and uh, in, in, back in 2014, and we've been using him since, and we watched him blossom into this fixture. Is
2: he the one that did? Um, what is that? shit what is the um make me feel again yeah. ep yeah. art
3: he did all of our dude
2: that album. art is sick yeah, as well. actual
3: album art but he still ended up doing artwork for like so many casts out here like jay cicada record yeah, he, he does a lot man. of flyers out there for like festivals and shit now too and
2: uh is it a weird question to ask you guys if you've received your royalties from adapted for that project <laughs>
3: Uh, you—the same reason why you asked it is the answer.
2: <laughs> <Can't>
3: <laughs> perfect, perfect
2: that. I'm sorry that happened
0: to you. I love how everybody who you've asked about adapted always has the same yeah. response. Mm,
2: yeah, my first signed track ever was through Adapted, and I'll never see a dime. So was that the one that we did. Yes, it you is. Know, so
3: yeah. we ended up just saying, "Hey, this is our record. We put it on streaming services." And yeah, so we are seeing some bread. From yeah, that.
2: cool. Good for you. I mean.
3: That's, it's not that's like
2: a, we're making, like, a bajillion dollars anyway, but it right. just would be nice. It would be nice. But, yeah, Selah like Adapted some Records.
3: Some cigarette money <laughs> or whatever. Whatever your price Yeah, can is. I get Pick some
2: fucking cigarette money? But, uh, <laughs> but
3: getting getting a track sign of Gravitas was a big, like, like that was, that was like, a good plateau that put Adapted in the rear view because, like, we have big yeah, respect nice. for Gravitas. So.
2: Dude, Grav is killing it. And, yeah, welcome to Grav, Grav Fam. fam.
3: Yeah, I saw you guys are doing um, that uh, that that showcase run. That that should be really
2: good. Yeah. yeah, they are killing it right now. It's wild. Um We just found there think,
0: in Austin in April. Yeah, we Was just met
2: May? Well, I mean, Pat just met John Bircham, yeah, Symbionic, him. and Jesse Breda. And um, we all met Cole, our manager, for the first time when we went down to play at Euphoria in Austin. Yeah. And that's, you know, most of not most of the integral part, but The big wigs of the Gravitas label, I think, is just Jesse and and John. And they're both super smart, super, super nice people, as you guys know. And um, yeah, totally. And yeah, we just announced this killer uh, Gravitas recording showcase, Symbionic, AU5, Govinda, Cord, me, um, Supercilious, Somatost, Edamame, Wolfie Wolf, Baseline Drift, and Jesse Breda. So that's like seven different dates all all over the country.
3: And that's how Keith inspires the cross plug. I inspire her to plug into some stuff, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's I'm so awesome. yeah. for those. But yeah, um oh, dude, wow. yeah, Gravitas is sick. You guys have any other I'm sure you guys are probably Already talking with them about putting something out in the future. So no, I mean not, not we right would now. Love but to, we would love yeah, to. not at
3: the moment. I mean, we've really been focusing on just this uh this EP, and I think this EP ended up, you know, it's really just something that we we're actually releasing it independently. We just decided that
2: I was just gonna yeah, that we that. just
3: really wanted to, you know, take it on ourselves and and have control of like the marketing for this run. Not that we didn't want to work with the label, we just wanted to give it a go on
2: our own. I think, I think there's a lot to be said for self-releasing and, um, you know, I'll occasionally go on stints where I'll do nothing but self-releasing and people can say what they want about, you know, that, but I think there's a time and place to sign to a label if it's benefiting you in the right way. And, I think that there's so many people that want to be a part of music culture today that aren't musicians that start collectives and labels and figure out how to be good at social media and event eventually end up exploiting artists that they sign their music and they don't really give two shits about them because there's no exclusivity with record deals anymore. And like,
3: Keep going.
2: I think self-releasing is um great if you're trying to like get some organic reach going yep. and stuff like that. I think that's the move when it comes to that stuff. So I don't think a label's always the move just because you feel like somebody else is gonna help you push your shit. If your shit's good, it's gonna push yep. itself. So
3: hey, that's that's it right there. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like for us, we just wanted to give it a shot. And all of the tracks that we've released independently. Have done as well as that as ones that we've released with labels too. I mean, oh,
2: the yeah. the- well, I can't wait to give it a fat yeah. repost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: this
0: has been fun. This has been <laughs> real fun. Yeah. Yes, um, Megan, play out their uh, their Denver um, Big Beat Ignition track. Oh yeah, track. yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll uh, do this on the outro. Uh, so again, for everybody listening, um, we just want to say that these guys have been great. And they have a new album coming out mid-September, and a new track. And The Office is better than Parks and This comes out.
3: Thanks, guys. This is fun, thank you.
0: Okay, thanks, guys. We really appreciate that. Um, again, they have the new album coming out in September called, what was it again, Megan? Source Code. Source Code. And then they have a new single, which is coming out tomorrow, called uh, Style Like This, featuring Essennite. And I'm not familiar with Esonite, but maybe it is one of the MCs or local Philadelphia musicians mm-hmm. that they referenced in the interview um so trying to wrap this up and make this a quicker one so Megan what do you have coming up you you have a rise this weekend yeah I'll be at
2: a rise in Loveland Colorado uh this weekend uh I think other headliners are like Pepper which I'm really excited to see because I like their style have you seen them before um, no I've not they're
0: good I saw them here uh years ago that's exciting
2: yeah and then slightly stupid who I've also never seen before um there's some other really crazy good acts on this. It's a really fun mix and really versatile festival that I and I haven't had the chance to go to one of those yet. And then the following weekend, I'll be in Minneapolis on Sunday playing at Communion for my first uh, Communion set. I'll do, be doing a tech house set.
1: Dude, I'm gonna go Sunday. Totally yeah, come. I'm gonna come too. Let's come with. It. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah,
2: please do. Yeah. Do you wanna and, um, get weird? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get. Let's get hella weird. You're really
1: asking me that question
2: right now, right? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. So and there then the week know. after, <laughs> Wave Spell. STS 9's three-day event. I'm playing two sets. Uh, I think I'm on Friday and Saturday. I get to do one of my regular sets that I've been touring around this summer, and then I also get to do a house and tech Set, which is so cool. I've been able super cool. not been able to play those kind of sets in a while. So yeah, it's been one of my goals to do two sets at a festival, and I'm really stoked that it's finally happening. And if you want to see the rest of my dates coming up, uh, you can peep it out on my cover photos from my artist page or my personal page or gotcha. whatever. Yeah, yeah. So
0: uh, yeah, what is it? Megan Hamilton official um, on.
2: Yeah, I mean, Instagram you can just or Google isn't me. that, like, yeah, just, Google know, me. just
0: find it on Facebook. You can, you did like a new cover photo where you have all the dates and you can check yeah, all that shit out. It's all on there, it's up. easy peasy. Um, I'm super jealous that I'm not going back out to Belden for Wave Spell, oh, but yeah, you know, somebody so in this band it. has to have a real job, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> somebody needs to uh put bread on Gotta somebody needs to put bread on the table it on thanks the, for putting uh, bread on my on table, the table thanks yeah. for
2: making me fat
0: yeah you're welcome um, <laughs> keep it rocking but yeah check that out and uh that's that so thanks again to wax future a new new single called style like this coming out tomorrow and their new album um i keep forgetting it megan what's it called again
2: source code motherfucker
0: new album source code coming out in september so look for that
2: yeah, let's go make music, y'all.
0: We're gonna go make some music, Jimmy. Uh, you got anything? You have last words? Yeah, what's um, up for frog leg? I love your neighbors. Uh, you know, uh,
1: we're this weekend. It is, probably doesn't matter, but uh, we're playing Galactic Get Down, which is a festival tossed by uh, Dead Larry.
2: Nice. From oh yeah,
1: Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, We played um, with them at
2: Adventure Camp. Yeah, it's in Houston, Minnesota.
1: I
0: thought. Minnesota. So I thought um,
2: oh, is Joe, it Joe isn't
0: Joe in Dead Larry Scarpolino? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but he's not. It's he's not in Iowa. He lives here.
1: Well, I know, but they're originally based oh. from their Iowa kids. Oh, gotcha, um, gotcha. So there's that, and then we're doing Chicken Town, which is in. Dude, I've we never
2: almost we're gonna do. Chicken I've Town, heard a out.
1: lot of in uh, interesting uh, things about it. What's Chicken Town? It's in somewhere in Iowa. I think it's Crisco, Cresco. People are trying I think to be it's like Wisconsin, yeah, it is. No, it's in Iowa. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Weird. Chicken Town. Chicken Town. That Apparently, awesome. Dude, it's Dude, when we were driving rager. down
2: to Iowa know, the other day, there were so like many buses nice. full of. Uh, Chickens? Bike team, cycling teams oh. because I think Rag Bri was going on. Okay. Like that race across all of Iowa that's yeah, just like yeah. a party on wheels. I heard there's like a Chiquita. Team and they wear like they all like dress like bananas and they like have built like banana bikes and all they do is like give out bananas and party and like ride their fucking chiquita <laughs> banana sounds, bikes.
0: I mean, anyway, uh, that sounds just awesome, a tangent, but it also sounds really hot wearing that banana suit riding maybe, a banana bike. Maybe I mean I'm sure chiquita. Iowa? I'm sure Come chiquita
2: on. could have like a fanned you know
0: suit for them. I'd so. wear a fur coat. Oh
2: my god! <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, all right, right, we gotta
0: end
2: this. We gotta end
0: this. It's getting too weird.
2: Yeah, well, well, chiquita, you later. I don't know nice, nice. well yeah. so there you go all right and